0: This is a Foobar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to foobarradio.com.
1: Screen talk with Dan Clark on Foobar Radio.
0: Hello and welcome to Screen Talk with me, Dan Clark, and with me, James Gill. I'll be you, Hello, Dan. Jim. How you doing, Hello, Jim. Hello, James. Right? Jims. We have got a brilliant show today. We uh, interviewed a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed Jason Fleming about his directorial debut, which we discussed in length, but also all his other amazing work that he's done, all the different brilliant people he's worked with. It was a great interview. I can't wait to play that for you all. But we're going to talk about movie news and TV news right now. James, what should we start with? I mean, we've actually not got time to really uncover the,
2: um, the amount of news in want, Hollywood at the off? moment. Well, yeah, so we started talking about it often. Fair. Uh, we realise that we need a three-hour special. We need so a three-hour special, and also I always feel a little bit
0: like: Can two guys talk about this subject without a woman in the in the conversation? I, I, Do you know I, what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Because I agree. Um, you know, it's a whole different uh, perspective that maybe it, it, you can be a, you can be appalled and disgusted by all this behaviour. But is there a complete understanding of what's because it's not just a backlash of a certain person; it's like an entire culture. That's been
2: allowed to and exist. They're all, without sounding like Captain Liberal, they're all white guys as well. Mm. And so, two white guys talking about a bunch of creepy white guys. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. So should let's we? Say, should we go? In, should we go say, there? <laughs> it's, it's horrible. <laughs> and one cr- sense is that there's there's just more and more to come. Sadly. Yeah.
0: I mean on you one hand note, you, you, you mentioned Dustin Hoffman because we're obviously both fans uh, of and, his And, and, and we're and, uh, off <laughs> And we're off No but I was just going to say you, you mentioned him and there's this like fear of like oh god you know are people going to uh, are people that have done bad things but not necessarily really really horrible people like a Weinstein going to get lumped in with the same people I think the thing is is if something comes out about someone you've just got to see if that opens a can like if uh, sure. the floodgates open and if tons of other stuff comes out about about that person, you know that they were a proper wrong and and if it was just the one off incident, then maybe they're just a victim of that that culture in the seventies and eighties or something, but
2: not forgiving him for not what forgiving he did him at but all, obviously but uh, it's important Dan and I are not saying that Hoffman is in the right over these allegations but what we are saying is it's not in the same division as the Weinstein. The, the Weinstein stuff, but as you and you're right, and if uh, the Hoffman stuff inspires someone else to talk about something, something that, happened that happened to happened. them then. I suppose everyone's got to just talk about their experiences to highlight the culture, rather than always,
0: you know, um, the person. I guess,
2: in a I way, I think that's well. what Patricia Arquette was doing with her Oliver Stone story, because I read that and I thought, well, if you were Oliver Stone, you might be thinking, mm, I really don't want to be tarred with a similar Weinstein brush. But I guess what Arquette was doing was highlighting the, the plight of, um, yeah, and of, how of easy it, is in, in it was
0: for act, uh, male actors to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yes which is... I mean, I, when I was growing up, I remember men pinching women's bums and things. It was like, that as a kid, the message that that would give, send you is was probably that that's okay,
2: even though somehow I grew up thinking, no, it's not okay, but like... I mean, it was a form of... And again, we are aware this is 2017, but Dan and I are of a similar age. That was a form of British humour. I mean, Benny, Benny Hill, Hill is the obvious on. one. But Benny Hill at the time... I know now that Benny Hill is seen as a, a dinosaur, you know, quite quite rightly, but at the time... I mean, the guy was big in America. I mean, it was seen yeah. as—I'm not saying it was Why seen as cutting-edge humor, but it was really popular humor. And to pretend otherwise would be would be a lie. A low, low was quite bawdy stuff. You know this. This French yeah. guy who all oh, the, 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 the young waitresses were attracted to. I mean, it was that sort of... But we have gone down this road, and I no, feel like a, you need but, a but,
0: female but, voice to say, yeah, yeah, but even though that stuff
2: happened, you know, like, how how did it feel? I mean, even, even in Monty... I listened to a Tracy Ullman interview recently, she's making the point that even on Monty Python, arguably the most cutting-edge comedy of all time... From, like... Uh, uh, the, you know A it, certain class it of It was Carol Cleveland wasn't it She was always They the were always Sort of scantily clad Always women. the books And block, You know uh, It's crazy is that. Spike he Milligan Check out now. Check out the old Spike Milligan shows as well Yeah I mean that was This is meant to be cerebral Like Spike Milligan again One of the most avant-garde One of the greatest Comic minds of all time Invariably had A woman oh. with a With a boobs. <laughs> it's
0: just crazy isn't it When you think Actually You start on um, Picking it apart And you realise I even think of like Rick and Aid, who were like, as I was growing up, they were my, you know, two sure. of my heroes. Yeah, yeah. And they were always talking about birds and sleeping with birds. And and it was sort of sort of like tongue-in-cheek, but, but, you also know, that's... Not- yeah, I think even that,
2: if you looked back, you'd go, oh, wow, that's that probably wouldn't be acceptable now. And what's interesting, know. and also, it's, it's, this is also another strand of comedy that dates and what doesn't date. So, for example, I suppose one of the reasons why Morku cool and Wise will always be timeless was because, I guess, funny is funny, and they, were never, they never had a victim, did they? they were, I suppose they were the only victims. Yeah. There was never a scantily clad lady, yeah. if memory serves. Well... I suppose that Angela so. Rippon doing some high <laughs> kicks while singing, but, you know, hey, that, that yeah. was showbiz. It's just, it's just It was just there,
0: wasn't it? <laughs> oh, and my we didn't, God. Oh.
2: Anyway... I know we sound like dinosaurs, <laughs> saying it was of the time, but what, I suppose what we're saying is, even in the space of 30, 40 years... Uh, or even 15 years, I think. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Aid, yeah. I don't think it was it's
0: it's just shocking that um, you know, it's it's what well, it's it's made me look back on you know, a lot of stuff that I've enjoyed and watched and thought, actually maybe
2: that's got you know, maybe I'll look at that differently now. Do you remember in Trading Places when Jamie Lee Curtis Just gratuitous I mean, to that, ju- that was literally just Yeah. here, have a look at that was literally the bit, wasn't
0: it? And they probably like that was Probably in the contract so that they could get extra bombs on
2: seats or something, which is it's insane. Isn't I mean, it's it? bonkers. I heard a story that allegedly. I need there to be was no here, reason for it in that film. I think Halle Berry was allegedly was reportedly was paid extra money to reveal in um, really? the the Hugh Jackman appalling computer movie. Is but not? then she sat on a sun lounge with her boobs out. I mean, that was like a thing. That was I remember that was a thing, yeah. wasn't it at the time? You know, I've never understood that. What what do you get from
0: that experience? Sitting in a cinema with lots of other people, anyway, like what is the
2: point of it? And again, it's C.D. White guys making those decisions. Yeah. So, what this new movie needs? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> look, let's
0: talk about something um, uh, that we uh, that we can
2: have opinions on and not swordfish. Terri- yeah, that was the movie swordfish. Okay, what else have you got? I want to talk about Thor Ragnarok. It's joyous. It's awesome, but it's another problem of. A- a trailer just revealing the entire movie it just takes away so much jeopardy um i know i'm assuming that a lot of you must have watched it so i, lo- I love the film and it's so funny it's funnier than a lot of comedies and it's the best thing i've probably seen chris hamsworth ever do i mean he's man of the match in them you know often it's like a supporting mm. player who steals the show yeah, yeah. but he's I, th- I thought he was really tremendous but if you've seen the trailer or at least seen the trailers plural these days you know exactly what's going to happen. And so I won't give away well, too let's much. let's
0: just say spoiler alert. And then... Okay, spoiler alert. So close your ears for so, the next So in the movie, seconds.
2: they really tease who Thor's opponent is going to be in the, in the gladiator yeah. arena. But if you see in the trailer, you're sat there going, well I, well, I know it's Hulk. And then you know that he's got to fight Hulk. And then you know that he's then got to fight Kate Blanchett. As you're sat in the cinema, thoroughly enjoying it. You've pieced the entire movie together. And so, unfortunately, that... Probably knocks a star. So it's it's a it's a solid four stars. I actually, it's, it's, it's tough to watch a movie like that with no jeopardy whatsoever. I watch a a trailer now, going okay, this may possibly ruin the experience for me. I mean, Rian Johnson has come out and said, "Do not watch the Star Wars trailer." Mm. And then I don't know if someone at Disney has tapped him on the shoulder, but then he's tweeted, "Oh, it's fine, you can watch it." So then, you, but then you are thinking. There must have been something in Johnson's yeah. original. So then you,
0: then you, re- you think harder about what it is that could be, uh, <laughs> don't you? you know. And if you're
2: like me, very weak, you're then yeah. re-watching the trailer over and over course. again. Um, which brings us on to our next topic, which is Kathleen Kennedy. Now, you will not be surprised at this. You called this at least a year ago, maybe even longer. I don't um, know what you are about to say. You what? called it. You said that now that Disney has Star Wars, which is a topic we've, we've obviously covered, they will be... Exploring the franchise for many, many more years to come. Child in me thought that, oh no, I think once they've got to episode nine they'll have wrapped everything in a in a tight package. And no, she's come out this week and said there will be at least ten more a decade's worth of Star Wars adventures. I love Star Wars and I know y- yeah. you know you like it as well. But I guess there's I mean there's gonna come a point where there's not gonna be the same level of excitement, surely. No, that first
0: um, w- whether you like Force Awakens or not, I, I happen to like it, even with its faults of recreating beat for beat the first solid four star yeah. movie isn't it? but it's a, in, a really entertaining film but the excitement I remember when that trailer sure landed yeah and that first shot of John Boyega uh, popping his head oh, up oh my goodness and the and falcon swooping and, and, and the music and the fact it was so, so much more in inca- less of the CGI so, the excitement was Unbelievable, yes. even with this one, and I'm a big fan of Ryan Johnson, Rian Johnson, Ryan. Who? What were we? Let's saying? call the <laughs> whole thing off. But it still doesn't have the same level. And of I'll excitement. tell you what probably played
2: a part in that. It is our mutual apathy towards Rogue One. Yeah, don't like to bash things too much, but that was a bit like. Eh. Just I just felt like it was like a three star watch it on a Sunday afternoon. It was absolutely fine. <laughs> bit boring. I love the way it looked. I thought it looked amazing. But I agree. It was just a bit like who are these four
0: nondescript people that I don't really care about? So, so I mean? And we, I couldn't do with the CGI
2: Peter Cushing. See I know it's not real. Maybe if you were like you know, if you were our niece's nephew's age, you're watching that you're thinking, Wow, but we're thinking I know that's not Peter Cushing. <laughs> he is very dead. So I guess I, I, but I guess what I'm saying is so for 10 more years and beyond it's great news loads. for Star Wars fans. It's even better news if you're John Boyega or Daisy Ridley's agents because yeah. they're gonna be getting 15 percent for a long long time i suppose you could argue that when a bond movie comes out i still get giddy so maybe it'll be that sort it's of thing it's about reinventing it isn't it i guess
0: yeah. well, i say that in the loosest term it's about putting a bit of a fresh spin on the han solo thing i was reading about that i mean the stories yesterday. there are
2: just fascinating
0: they think they they're saying and i don't know if this is true yes. or not but they're saying that he's shot reshot about 90 percent of the film i can totally believe that Although I could also believe that they're just saying that so that they can go, yeah, this is definitely a Ron Howard movie, not a Lord and Miller Lord and movie. Miller.
2: Well, I suppose re-invention. Were we, were we, we weren't doing the show when that all kicked off, we were, I were think. we? Yeah. Because that was mental. We were big it? time, weren't we? Yeah, maybe. Well, that takes us on to the next thing about yeah. Reinvention. I was going to yeah. talk about um, Blade Runner's slightly disappointing box office mm-hmm. return, yeah. which I felt was a real shame because, I mean, I mean, I know that our show could be, sorry, your show, I apologise <laughs> your show it's could be, trying. when I'm on should I say, it mm. could be rebranded the, the Dennis Villner of Loving, because yeah, yeah. I do think this is a director who is, you know, I'd put him in the same bracket as Christopher Nolan in terms of uh, a modern filmmaker where I don't care what they're they're making, I will be first in line to watch that movie. To the extent where I would watch a Nolan Villeneuve movie over any actor or actress... Yeah, and that, that's not, totally, and that, yeah. And that's something that's changed in cinema. So, back in the day, people would queue in the rain for the latest Steve McQueen movie, yeah, the yeah. latest De Niro movie, the latest Eddie Murphy movie. Whereas well, these you days. Mean, you
0: mentioned this about because the mummy
2: didn't do well. Great example. Went straight to. <laughs> Sorry, great example. He says, referring to it <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant. Sorry. <laughs> uh, he, uh, it's the most arrogant thing I've ever done. Um, but yeah, so that is a good example. So, the mummy, the, you know, the global audience. I mean, actually, it did it did okay overseas in the. In the foreign market but the, generally speaking the mummy came out and back in the day a, a cruise movie would get would guarantee you know a gajillion dollars whereas these days and it's same with jack reacher it's more about the intellectual property so yeah. so mission impossible yes that will print money but just because a tom cruise or a will smith or you know whoever appears in a movie it does not guarantee box office success and it's, this- a, it's a buyer's market now and these days, it's not a bad thing. A film has to be either uh, red-hot intellectual property. I'd say Beauty and the Beast is a good example there. I mean, what is the point in remaking these? Anyway, that's a, another show. Um, or it has to be uh, a, a solid intellectual property in terms of Marvel or DC. But the thing about the intellectual property
0: thing is, I think it's great that people are going to see the film rather than just the star, because in the 80s we know there were a lot of films that were not very good, sure. just with some famous actors name above right. the title. But now we're going into this world. We haven't got enough time to really talk about this in in depth, but that I read that they they're doing a four weddings TV show. Sure. Which I'm not sure how it's, is that four episodes? I mean, is that <laughs> f- five? Five episodes, the, maybe. With the, the, the final
2: episodes are real, Dad. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: uh, yeah,
0: wow, that's. Uh, but I don't know how that works. But they're they're doing so many more TV shows based on films, and some of them are brilliant. Um, but it's this thing of like only known quantities are working people are you know feel like they can only sell a film or a TV show with a pre existing it's a shame because at some point we'll run out of
2: ip i was going to say it's a buyers market in the, in the if people know it's a good movie they, they will invariably go see it. however when i say buyers market what's tricky is that we we still want original ideas, don't we? We yeah, still, you know, we we don't just want uh, well, they rehashing. Do, they're
0: doing. I've read that they're doing a, you know, the film The Nice Guys, which we both enjoyed, that's right? Right, the Shane Black film. They're doing a TV version of that, except it's only it's with women yeah. and in the contemporary. It's set today. So I mean, so so it's not the nice guys. So why? Are, I mean, so exactly. So like, just call it to like the new detect female detective
2: show. That's probably the ultimate example because it, there's no reason to tag it to that no. world. Just call it something else. It's got nothing in common with... Just the say sh- it's from the mind of Shane Black. Isn't that enough who brought you... Because
0: Nice Guys wasn't even a big hit.
2: It wasn't, unfortunately. So what are
0: they tagging it on No, to? I totally agree. My voice has gone really no, it's good. No, but it's good. It
2: means that you're <laughs> passionate. But um, also, uh, the, the people who work on the show... It
0: should be the Nice Girls. There's the... Okay, it's the nice girls, but so what?
2: Exactly. It's not the show. Call it Joan and Sarah. If it had been set in the seventies and they were like they and, knew the original. And or, Shane Black was directing the first few or, episodes or whatever.
0: Or, or I don't know. It's like I've got no problem with the with what the show is. It's just
2: it where's the connection? I agree completely. So? Oh, I'm being told we got oh. to wrap up. Oh, just as we were oh, getting going. Much um okay so what, what, what i would say what i would say is um this would, is a wrap-up this the way. is a wrap-up yeah so yes i know that it's easy to say that, it's, it's, that this is a new thing it's not it's not a new thing of course this is something that's gone on for decades so uh mash for example yes. was inspired you know mash is one of the is one of the greatest comedies of all time was based on a movie so then they're, they're not all bad is, is what, is what for, I'm saying.
0: For, i haven't actually seen season two or three but i loved fargo season one that I thought that worked. So anyway, when they get it
2: right, they they it do can't know it. Like, like. yeah. James, come back next week. Oh, can, can I, I plug Always Be Comedy? Yeah of course you can Thanks very Go. much So Always Be Comedy It's a comedy night We've Recently we've had Harry Hill Jack Dee Lots of superstars Like that So every Thursday The Tommy Field Kennington Alwaysbecomedy.com God I can
0: vouch It's a brilliant comedy night Because I've played it So we've got Jason Fleming coming up He was brilliant We talked in a Very bizarre little room So the sound might be A bit weird But he was just so honest He had some great stories You're going to love This interview This is me chatting With Jason Fleming And to begin with This is his choice of song. <laughs> just saying before we press record that you you feel like you have a bit of an identity crisis i do
1: because everything in me is ginger and You're yet right. my hair no longer is because i'm everything in you well everything about <laughs> my whole per- brew isn't it just my whole personality yeah. is based on the fact that i grew up ginger so i grew up with girls going he's lovely but he's ginger or he's ginger but he's lovely or um once you get to know him, you'll quite fancy him. That kind of vibe always that, happened as I grew up.
0: That must accrue. At what point did you actually have the courage to... Own sort it. Of own it, yeah. Um, I think... Or even approach a woman without thinking they might say the <laughs> sentence with but in yeah, the
1: middle of it. Yeah, I mean... I used to do a lot of groundwork, yeah. way too much groundwork, until women went, <laughs> shut up and kiss me, which would be that. How it used you to went work. the other way. That's always the way with ginger. Charm offensive. Yeah. Charm offensive. Um, so, um, yeah, I think just as I was getting used to it and going, no, I'm proud of it, then my hair started to change colour as I got older. So, in my 30s and 40s, really, marriage, I think, yeah. was the final. Tony Curran, there's a group of Scottish actors, or, sorry, I'm afraid, there's a group of ginger actors worldwide.
0: <laughs> I thought you could say actors, it doesn't no, matter where they're no, from. No, no. But, <laughs> It's even more, specific. Eric Stoltz
1: yeah. Tony Curran yeah. the geezer off Homeland who's done a lot for us all um, <laughs> and you know we, we are unified by the fact that um, well look put it this way one of the first films I ever did I've done a lot of terrible films that I'm very proud of mm, we'll, we'll talk about those one of them's called Lighthouse Hill Okay. Yeah, never mind. No, yeah,
0: no. Seen
1: that. <laughs> Lighthouse Hill came out on VOD, as does my film, Eat Locals, on Monday, by it, the way, that's why I'm here and that's what you should be making sure you remember to buy it on video. Eat, Eat locals. locals. Yeah. Um and it came out and on the cover of the video is me with the girl. It's a romantic comedy. And I've got black hair. They 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 photoshopped you. Photoshopped your, yeah. my ginger hair. To black hair, So you buy the video and then you turn it on and the geezer on the front of the cover is now Ginger. And I,
0: and I, and I wonder if they've got some way of working out how many people turned off in the first couple of minutes. Realising he was Ginger. Yeah. How could you have a romantic comedy? And this is comedy? not what I bought into. How you have a
1: <laughs> romantic comedy with a Ginger person? So it's not that I'm paranoid. It was real. you know. This, this that, is, that is. And a... when I said, why have you changed my hair colour? They went, no, you haven't. I went, it's black. I look like Shane, Shane Ritchie. And they were like, no, 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 you don't we can look at it in a minute yeah
0: we'll get that can we get a picture of that but in all seriousness did you worry at a point
1: when you decided to act that it would hold you back I think it has really it has yeah I mean I remember watching about two years ago at a Kentucky Fried Chicken advert with a ginger family and going, wow, man, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> a whole family of ginger people on the deli. Yeah, yeah. Literally. You were like a young black the- person seeing the Cosby show for yeah. the first time, yeah. weren't you? <laughs> exactly the same.
0: Wow. I, I mean, I know that... Am I too- right? Am I right? They've just put up a photograph. Yeah. I've got black hair, right? Yeah, the Dark brown. Dark brown. brown? Can I see? Come on! Can I see? Oh no, you've definitely hold on. That's
1: you... a still from the. Come here,
0: let me see it. That's 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 a that's a tweakage, definitely. No, that's not that's not it. That's not the one. That's is not it? the poster. That's, there the poster. You go. that's the poster. That's
1: the poster. That's not you. even like a black that people black a sort of black that people's it's, hair can even be. It's John Travolta from Greece. It is. <laughs> ridiculous so there you go so we've just shown the listeners a picture of me on the cover of Lighthouse, lighthouse Hill it looks like the, the
0: film is about a guy that wants to be John Travolta yeah. in Greece yeah. who lives in a lighthouse now that's a movie I would see by the way <laughs> now by the way that's a better movie than Lighthouse Hill anyway yeah. um, so now you're you're disappointed because you spent so many years trying to trying to own your gingerness and, and then it, and disappeared. it disappeared but have you worked more since it disappeared <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> um, no, because people are sort of disappointed because they know that I'm a ginger cater and they know that I'm a, you know, yeah. a, I'm at the forefront of the struggle. What and about so when the, I turn up slightly brown haired? They're like, "Oh, mate, I thought you could do more ginger yeah. than that."
0: We wrote you in. We changed the script to suit your hair colour. You? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now you've let us down. No, exactly. What about directing? Does being ginger hold you back
1: as no, a director? No, it doesn't. Uh, Eric Stoltz proved that. Yeah, he's now directing. Is he? And uh, what's his name? Out of. Um, Ch- Chachi out of uh, <laughs> Ron, Howard. Ron Howard he can do it too
0: it was actually yeah, it was Richie Chachi's the uh, really sort of Trump supporting uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah like crazy Republican one um, who by the way you just said before we, we just when we met now that mm-hmm. you were going to a
1: Trump rally which you got you got the mate I had an hour free <laughs> this morning between interviews and I went yeah. I know what I'm going to do I'm going to go to this massive Trump rally that's in my diary that says Parliament Square mm-hmm. 12 o'clock today yeah so I turned up and it was me two Japanese tourists and this was the sound at the Trump rally <laughs> I went guess you got the wrong day please
0: that, was that the Japanese tourists whistling near you? Or? They were doing bird <laughs> impressions.
1: Two Japanese tourists doing You
0: got the day wrong. And also you just yeah. called up your wife and then you went, yeah, sorry, I know you're at the food bank. Yeah. So now I have this image of you two as these really worthy <laughs> fighting causes. No, helping, I'm just skinned. Uh,
1: She's at the food bank getting grub. <laughs> right. Okay. God,
0: Bean Ginger really has held you back, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so uh, uh, your new film, Eat Locals, yeah. um, based on a book... It's based on a Danny King story. Um, Me and Danny King and Dexter Fletcher set up this little production company. Oh, cool. 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. To make budget-specific films. Mm -hmm. Danny's brilliant at writing those, and he wrote um, uh, Dexter's first film, Wild Bill. Yeah. Um, And he also wrote my first film, 10 years later, but we've had the film for a while, but so it's... it's, um...
0: How long did it exist as a story before?
1: Um... It got developed into a script immediately from our our, uh, our talks and right. discussions. But it's been around for 10 years. I've had it for 10 years. Okay. Dex was going to direct it and I was going to produce it. And then Dex flew and got you know, did a couple of really big films. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, God, I'm going to have to do this myself. Yeah. So I did. And I came in as an actor instead.
0: So you say that like, it was almost like, oh, well, I better do it. Like, had you not had any sort of ambition to direct before that?
1: I think, obviously, yes. But the fear, people who produce it, in my mind, do it because you can separate yourself from the creative process. So it's never really your fault. Yeah. But if you direct... It's up to you. Yeah, Your yeah. call, cool. and um, it's the scariest job on the set. You know? Yeah, and that—that's why I was shirking it, I think, and that's why when I did it, I realised it's also the best job on the set.
0: Yeah. You know? So are you in now? You're yeah, hooked, really? I'm in, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not. going to make any
1: money at it for a long time. Yeah. But luckily, I still at.
0: So you never cool. know. You yeah. never know. I haven't seen the film, but I watched the trailer, and would you say it's fair to say I got a real sort of eighties horror? F- from, like Evil Dead, sort of vibe yeah. from it. Like, I'm not sure or if I don't know if the film itself is different or that's the way the no, I think that's was what
1: I, No, I think that's what I was looking for. I mean, yeah. I was looking for all, the, all the, for all of the. I mean, it, it pays homage to a lot of movies. Yeah. You know, when you make a film, eventually, finally, you're like, I've got to get as much of myself in this as possible. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that would be easier if you weren't making a horror film about vampires being you know by a, um, a beauty company trying to take a sample of vampires to make the world's greatest night cream called forever young but that just says you all over it it does doesn't <laughs> it? but it's silly and it's forever and uh, you know
0: how I, do you do that though how do you take something that's so nothing to do with the world you inhabit or partly even real put a bit of yourself you
1: pollute that? it with as much of you as possible so like music wise it's yeah. like you know I used a lot of like 70s and 80s punk music okay um the farmers that are, are um, that, that it's run by are called Mr and Mrs Thatcher, so that I could solely, so that I could say, Mrs Thatcher, I loved her, but she was fucking nuts. <laughs> you know, and it's, so all my politics are in there, and there's lots of stuff about you know refugees and how they're treated, and right. comparisons between you know what happens to vampires and how they're you know chased around the country um, and people who are not born and bred in this country. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, it's just, I just try to pollute is the right word. Yeah, yeah. Instead of you know saying I'd gently slip bits in I I didn't you actually went for it yeah
0: did you were you into vampire stuff before this
1: I think the honest truth is that when you're trying to make a budget specific movie you have to make a movie that uses one location and that doesn't cost too much and you go well, what about Rundown House in the Woods yeah. and when you say Rundown House in the Woods you don't then immediately think of like a political satire yeah, yeah. you know you kind of think of like well who'd be in the Rundown House in the Woods and uh, it treats of vampire and British horror and it's been done before mm-hmm. very very well yeah. so if you're going to do it again you've got to have your own bent on it and I think that's what we try to do to try and make it as modern and as uh, as j as possible
0: J-Flam 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 yeah I like it I just sold actually a script in the US that has a vampire thing to it, and I'd never really been into mm-hmm. vampires like I wasn't like a massive mm-hmm. fan of the genre. But I thought well, you had I, friends and stuff, but I have vampire mates, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know some vampires. But uh, I had to do the whole watching all the films just so I knew what was out there, what yeah. the you know, the lore and all that stuff yeah. is. And uh, it was quite an experience watching some, you know, going from really good the classics to the really awful ones really as awesome. well. Did you do any of that did you? Are there any that you you can kind of particularly... reinvent your law, you know?
1: Because no, yeah. when we well, got, they all do, it seems, yeah. When yeah. we got Charlie Cox, it was really funny because Charlie was, was obviously a coup for us, and then um, all the cast just came out of my phone, which is why they gave me the money because I promised them that I'd get this amazing cast. Yeah, I did get an amazing cast. Um, so it was your kids, kids your, aunt, your aunt, your uncle, yeah, crew. yeah. And I think <laughs> I promised, I promised them Danny Craig and um, okay, you know, the pill, <laughs> and they got you know, Tony Carroll and Charlie Cox, but it's still pretty bloody amazing, yeah. Um, the next Leo uh, Sorry, guys. And, uh, the next <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. you know. exactly. yeah. But um, uh, when we got Charlie, he was doing the Daredevil stuff, and okay. they were like, it would have been really easy for Charlie to get out of it because he said, Of course I'll do it for you, Jay. Of course I will. And then, you know, his employee said, No, it conflicts with the genre you're in. And he went, mm. No, I'm going to do it. Mm. So you find a way of making that okay. And they were like, Okay, well, uh,. Um, you can't fly and you can't run faster than is humanly possible. And you're like, <laughs> okay, Charlie, you can't fly. So you do reinvent it, you know, yeah. to budget as well. We are like, how are we going to, vampires tend to bats and fly out of windows. Not our vampires because we haven't got the money to do that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you're kind of lawless, but there are things that you, you have to pay respect to the people who watch those movies because they're the your target audience. We yeah. suddenly, you know, have a vampire walk out in the middle of the afternoon. And take his sunglasses off. Like, Hold on a second. Yeah. We all know that's not that possible. Bullshit. Bullshit. Get <laughs> up. So you have to kind of the certain things that yeah, are yeah. unchangeable,
0: that being one. And then because 'cause you've worked with so many different directors over the over the years. Some like you know, some of the like greats yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. Uh you work with Fincher, haven't yeah. you? And um you've worked for years with Matt Vaughan Matt you know, messenger and, yeah. and
1: so uh, Joe Wright. Yeah, I mean I've been very lucky to sit behind them and watch them. And different
0: type like some who are probably more Actor directors, some yep. who are more like visual. What, where, who are you like thinking? I'm going to be more like them. Obviously, like you make
1: me think. <laughs> you talk about directors actors, right? So you got someone like Fincher who who will um, mould a great actor to do something new mm-hmm. and win them awards because you know, say you've got Brad, you've got Brad. So what well, we had, Brad. Yeah, you, had you, and yeah oh, no, you and me Brad. You know, yeah, you me, know. We had Brad for um, Snatch. Mm-hmm. Um, guy, quite rightly, went, "Brad, do, do your thing, do your mm-hmm. thing. And um, Guy would direct him and sort of say, you know, just come up from behind that car, and you could just have a shit and he did it and it was brilliant and Brad was Brad you know what I mean but when yeah. Pinch works with Brad he gets him to do he, not just the Brad stick. He, yeah. he goes now try this try this so he manipulates great actors to do something they've never done before which okay. is what great performance and, and when
0: you see that happening is there any moment of like is there like a vulnerable moment where
1: you're like oh he's being pushed out of his comfort zone or yeah. are they up yeah, for I it so. are they- I think so I mean it was a vulnerable moment when on the first day of Snatch Guy Ritchie went just pretend you've had a shit in that <laughs> yeah. car, and then just stand up and that the first yeah. shot of Brad Pitt, yeah. Know? And we'd made a film just you know a year or two years, half no, a year and a half before Lockstock, where we were with Billy Jones, and that was the biggest name on our film, you know. Yeah, right. And we were there with a gar- the guy, you thought it was Ray. gonna
0: be like, um, you know, Pat Jennings next, not uh, yeah, uh, Brad yeah, Pitt. not Brad
1: Pitt. <laughs> but, I, but I was saying about directors, actors, directors, and uh, I remember Matt Vaughan on uh, Stardust turning to Michelle Pfeiffer. Who, was, who had a knife in her hand and she's walking towards Charlie Cox, it's very much Charlie Cox. She's walking towards Charlie Cox and she's about to stab him and then him and Claire Danes light this candle and it makes him disappear and she's walking towards him and he's, she's not walking towards him the way Matt Vaughan wants mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer to walk towards uh, towards the Charlie Cox. So he goes, uh, Michelle, um, you know in The Terminator, <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, you know the way arnie walks walk like that i was like that is literally the worst direction the worst direction I've ever heard. Wow!
0: And she's like, she did yeah, it. She's I've, brilliant. She <laughs> studied for this. She was
1: like, I know exactly what yeah. you mean. So actually, the fastest and first directions can sometimes be the best.
0: Well, where do you stand on line readings? Like, go look. Can you just
1: say it like this? Or Guy that. I mean, does that, I mean, Guy Ritchie, you know. If you go, it's a deal. It's um, a steal. You go, well, well done. Well done. I didn't say it's a deal. Um, it's a steal. I said it's a deal. It's a steal. It's senator of the hardest entering exactly. Say like that, Fleming. Exactly. <laughs> like he did it and he goes thank you very much moving on well, and is that how do you feel about well, it's that it's alright when it's Guy yeah. because yeah. I mean, he wrote the stuff and yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's pretty poetic so it's different if it's the writer if it's Alan Bennett or Guy Ritchie yeah, yeah I, I mean I do put those two together I yeah, do, yeah. quite openly and without apologising I think that guys, some guy Guy's stuff is so poetic I mean I, I don't know you know I saw Saw the Stone what's it
0: called oh, King Arthur
1: King Arthur Yeah. and you know he's got he's got King Arthur going going up against one of the baddies and he's got his sword and the baddies this big sort of you know blue screen monster and he okay. goes, You haven't had enough porridge this morning to take me on, son? <laughs> And I'm sorry, but I think that's fantastic. And <laughs> he didn't actually say son, did. Did, he did he? Really? He said you haven't had enough courage to take me on, son. And I know that guy Richard's turned to Charlie Hunnam and gone. He say, say, you go, you haven't had enough courage to take me on, son. And then that's what Charlie's done, and it's brilliant. And um, oh, man, he said to the uh, to you know this, the knights around table, so went, chop, chop, lads, get a fucking move on. <laughs> and I love all that, and I yeah. think it should be celebrated, and it's wonderful. And it cuts Richie. through a
0: lot because sometimes you can over-analyse, over-talk I about stuff. Yeah. That
1: mock Shakespeare yeah. nonsense in like, yeah, yeah. sort of period films, you know. Guy Ritchie did his what the hell did you expect Guy Richard
0: to yeah. do with King Arthur? Except that, do you think that uh, he's doing Arthur, uh, not Arthur, um, Aladdin? Aladdin. Do, you, do think you think Aladdin's, Aladdin's going? gonna, genie's gonna come out and go, Oi, gov,
1: <laughs> look, Bosh, Listen, do this. You've got three rubs in a lamp and you your not, all right? So when you rub, be careful, thank you very much,
0: all right? Now, do one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe he is doing
0: that, but it'd be a lot more poetic than I've just done. <laughs> I don't know, that was pretty, uh, that was. But that's because I've got, you know, guy Brings guy's bottom. vernacular is part, of yeah. my, is part of my life. You, so, and with someone like Fincher, is it true that he does a gazillion takes? Mm. Has he got that Kubrick Kubrick thing?
1: I think he's got his own. I think it's the Fincher thing, really. I mean, everyone talks about that. Um, but, yes.
0: Did you we have to walk she, through a doorway a sort of 97 times?
1: I've done times a couple of with Finch. And one, of, one of the... Um,
0: um, because you were in uh, ne- uh, Social Network as well,
1: right? Briefly, yeah, Very I did. The briefly. first thing I well, basically, I'm. It's a long story, and it's probably too boring to tell your readers. But me and Finch have been mates since uh, I met him through Brad, and then okay. um, we spent a long time just sort of uh, hanging out whenever I was in LA, and then Benjamin Button, and then Social Network, and whenever he's in London, he always he's just been over doing um, the publicity for his new Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. This is um, Cheech, who is always his producer, and they very sweetly and for whatever reason spend time with me and uh so getting back to the point the point being that finch does this thing where he takes you out of your comfort zone for instance during um uh benjamin button there's a scene where i tell brad that he's my son and i told him i go you're my son and I burst into tears, and I, the tears rolled down my face. And as I'm doing the sh- scene and the speech, I'm going, ah, "You know, this is good. I'm only crying." Trying to grab him, and the tears are rolling down my face. This is brilliant. <laughs> and I'm going, "I always knew that I'd come back. and I'd, I'd find you, and I'd tell you that you're my son, and I love you." And the tears are falling down. I'm going, "This is the nut." Cut. One more time. You're my son, and I always knew that I'd tell you. Tears are rolling down my face. Cut the nut one more uh okay okay one more just one more right okay one anyway time I got to 15 all the tears are gone Finch goes you got that out of your system now have you and I went what he goes delete all of those takes no yes delete I don't mean put them aside yeah yeah I mean get rid of them forever digitally in front of me on the red camera he's not just doing this now we're at zero again I've got to start again I'm like but bruh. I did the tear and it fell and it I've was never, perfect. I've never cried before. I've never, like, not on a big film, not like with a tear. <laughs> I mean, people are going to love that. No, that's a lot of nonsense okay. and, it's okay. and rubbish. And it's gone now, and now you can start going to work. Oh my God. But that's Finch. And at what point? And by the way, when my mum saw the film, she goes, that's the best thing you've ever done. And she's right. Yeah. So, let's do to-
0: it in her accent. Jesus darling that's the best thing you've ever done in your whole entire life and you would have
1: stopped. why aren't you cast like that more often <laughs> why do you always get cast in rubbish yeah thanks mum thank you very much
0: do you gauge your career by her response no, no. Oh, okay good thank god no
1: did you uh, wh- Gee, I just do think she goes what a load of rubbish <laughs> Except for Benjamin Button, our parents. Dr. Top- Finley, she likes that was yeah. When I first met Nick Crosby, who's in Eat Locals, which yeah. comes out on Monday on BOD. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Docs, we'll so Dr. Push. Finley, thirty years ago, and Benjamin Button. Apart from that, my career has been absolute waste of time. As far as my mum's concerned,
0: how you can just never, you can never please them, can you? my mum
1: once the only
0: time I ever got nominated for an an award my mum said oh that's great but you know it's probably you probably won't win it so don't get your hopes up and I'm like you couldn't let me have it
1: for a couple of minutes you are right mum I didn't win it but I could have been really happy for that week
0: uh, so, which of these directors do you feel like you, you did work before you went into it? Were you like, right? Okay, I want to be more like Fincher, or I want to be more like Vaughn, or I want to be a bit more bish bash bosh. You know like, what? I, I haven't <laughs> worked that out yet. Cause no.
1: Basically, I, I imagine can... you're a good actors director, though, right? I know how to talk to like Yeah, things. I know. I know how, that's an amazing thing about being an actors. You can go. You can go, you don't have to just go faster, slower, you know, Mm -hmm. I know the vernacular that an actor likes to hear. I know you just say, bruv, you know that when we did that, that was wicked, but... Can you just make it so that I think that you didn't do it? You know, you, yeah, yeah. you've got the keys to unlock an easy way of speaking to. That was a dreadful direction I just gave it. As an that's example. good. But, I could but, see but, the
0: scene and everything.
1: I can, yeah, I'm not intimidated. To talk to yeah. And they're not intimidated listening to me.
0: Yeah. And did you, had you done any shorts or anything prior? <laughs> I've to
1: worked this? a lot. I mean, I've done 150 films. You know, oh, a director, so I kind of felt I knew what. I knew. Yeah. Um, and luckily, my phone book and my telephone. And the people in it meant that i managed to uh skip the doing the three shorts thing because yeah. i was saying no no i'll get you this great cast and it worked it worked yeah yeah so um
0: you weren't tempted to put are you you're not in it are
1: i you? am i'm oh, ahead i'm ahead in the uh there's a scene in the in where he opens up fridges for the fridge full of body parts because mr and mrs thatcher are actually monsters that Okay. and my head's in the fridge
0: nice okay and uh, was that a stretch
1: for you no don't <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Which, by the way, with the Halloween coming up, if you take a photocopy mm, of your head, yeah, and then bend it round the glass inside, it, it looks, looks like real. a three D head okay there you go There's,
0: uh, everyone will be doing that next yeah. Tuesday
1: yeah. Uh, what, so um, you're not but
0: obviously you're still pursuing the acting yes. and you're still you love it as much as you always it pays,
1: have it pays um, I, I love directing that's what I want to do forever yeah. but um, the acting pays my rent and I do it gladly and with great passion and uh, great gratitude.
0: yeah yeah sounds uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced. That was, that was a <laughs> um so you you've had a quite a few uh, moments in your career where you've been in like proper hits like stuff yeah. that's really landed and yeah. um do you know like say with something like Lockstock for example we had Stephen McIntosh on a couple of a couple of weeks ago and uh, he said that he knew like he saw an early screening of that film and he just knew like in there was a the sort of cold open and then yeah. it there's like a freeze frame and the music kicks in and he was like fuck oh, this is gonna be big i mean he obviously he can say
1: that in hindsight well stevie mack <laughs> we, uh, stevie mack and um Rob Brydon was the traffic warden, right? Yeah, yeah. Stevie Matt got beaten up yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah. And Rob Brydon got, he was a day player, Rob Brydon, yeah. and like, properly smack him in the <laughs> face. <laughs> and I luckily, thank God, would put, put my hand in between, you know, Jason Statham and Rob Brydon going, mate, you can't hit him, bro. Yeah. Doesn't matter what guy says, you can't hit him in the face, all right? he well, told me to hit him in the face. I can't. <laughs> it's not allowed. He's a human being and yeah. Rob oh, Ryden, and he became Rob Brydon so thank god I haven't bumped into him since but I know he'll yeah. go it was in, that, that whole experience was a nightmare except yeah. for that ginger block yeah all right the rest of them were absolute horrors it's, it
0: sounds like it hasn't helped you at all if you haven't even seen him in 20 years <laughs> I know. Where do you not remember I saved you from getting <laughs> beaten up by Statham uh, I know, I know.
1: but so did you have a feeling at the time I think we kind of knew yeah um and do you know what we didn't know? We had no bloody clue. We was with Vinnie Jones and, you know, we knew we loved Vinnie, and we knew we had a great time on it, but none of us were hip. You know, yeah. it was a much hipper group of actors at the time. I mean it was the time of, you know, Jude and, yeah, Neil right. and all those boys and, were amazing. and All, those, all those, those lads were flying. Yeah. yeah. We were very, very much the poor, you know, brothers of that lot. Yeah. Uh, so when it hit, it was great, you know, but all we could sort of think about was, you know, getting, we were skimmed. I mean, yeah. Nick was living in a disused pub and, you know, I'd done, I'd done, a, I'd done like 15 films but never owned more than a grand. And so we were all just worried about getting free suits and invited, <laughs> to, invited to things. We were like, absolutely.
0: And likely, like tearing you know. it up. Yeah. Just yeah. Like did part. you have your, did you have a good time? Yeah, we had a yeah. great
1: time. I, I came out quite well because, um... I was working straight afterwards, so I couldn't go to everything. So I didn't quite look like I was at the opening of an envelope. Okay. So I was quite lucky. I was going to ask
0: actually. You you work straight away afterwards. Sometimes when people get such a definitive moment, you hear these stories that they then actually don't end up working for a little while because people either assume you're busy, yeah. or they you know you get typecast or something. It's you hard I think
1: for Nick. Nick because Nick was like that year was. FHM's Best Dressed Man right there was, was a campaign for Barclays Bank where it had Anthony Hopkins Tim Roth and Nick Moran right yeah yeah and you know he I think he got a million quid for um, for something for uh, some movie and it was like proper He was like properly like thrust yeah. up there because he was sort of the lead in a yeah, way yeah yeah he was he? he was yeah. kind of the lead yeah he was and it was the lead so it was weird for Nick I think because he we managed to sort of slip away you know yeah. says Jason <laughs> Well, when I say that I managed to slip away into being into yeah. totally unknown went Statham, Statham, he
0: went under the radar
1: Statham went with Kenny Brook Guy originally married Madonna <laughs> Matt will marry Claudia Schiffer I managed to slip under the radar Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> so, the, uh, so it was but, but Nick was definitely front and former you know front and centre mm-hmm. and uh, that was tough for him you know that was tough for him it took him a few years to get back on track and start making good
0: movies that seems to happen quite a lot where people who are at the like in a hit film or TV show the lead is the one that weirdly can sometimes struggle a bit afterwards and the others there's a little bit
1: of freedom you you know I did like those again as always I I did Lock Stock it was really successful then I did five crap films but no one goes Jason Fleming was in a crap film they go that was a crap film but oh Jason Fleming was in it whereas with Nick it was like I think he got I think he got loaded though and did a couple of films. One of them being Ransed Aluminium, and he did another one which didn't do very well, and another one that didn't do very well. And all of a sudden, it was like he was the lead in three films that, that yeah great. Whereas I'd done ten films, but number seven on the call sheet, and yeah, yeah. You get away with that. You know, yeah. a different thing when you're a leading actor.
0: Did you did you know you were playing the long game, or
1: no, I didn't have any were choice. <laughs> <laughs> I never had any. You were like fuck, on my Instagram it says slightly out of focus behind the money. <laughs> Slightly out of focus behind the money. The money. You is work the, with
0: big stars. The money. The mean? money yeah. is the main actor. Yeah. And I'm
1: always just slightly out of focus behind Johnny Depp or behind yeah. Mark Wahlberg or behind Brad
0: Pitt. Or you know, uh, do you? What? What? Because you've done such a weird mix of proper micro budget, mm. uh, huge money. Is like paycheck Me. aside. What do you? What? No. What do you prefer? Because. Some people say, you know, the big films, there's too much hanging around, you don't quite get Well,
1: care. mate, I grew up wanting to be an actor, so when you walk onto Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen and you find Sean Connery and they've rebuilt Venice, yeah. you know, you kind of go, mate, this is proper, yeah. it takes a long while to get over that, you yeah. know? it takes a long while to get over the thrill of that, and I'm still thrilled by that, you know, when you walk on a film and they've built Venice, yeah. built, you know, whatever it is it's amazing it's what I grew up wanting to do but when you work on a film when we did Shifty um, Iran Creevy was a great British director and Rani did uh, this film called Shifty and at the same time we were doing Benjamin Button and Shifty cost 100 grand and Brad Pitt's barista on uh Benjamin Button was one hundred eighty thousand dollars for the eighteen months it took to shoot the film. So, he, I mean, by the way, Brad, it was Brad, it wasn't. It was Brad's barista, but it wasn't like only for Brad. Everyone could have a coffee. Okay, yeah. but it was Brad's barista, and he. Co- so Brad's cappuccino cost more than shifty. So that was the real kind of like blatant.
0: Someone someone somewhere went, sorry, we can't financial film. Brad's got to have some coffee. Yeah, Brad needs his coffee.
1: (laughs) So that showed the disparity about, you know, but the thrill of making Shifty or, you know, Eat Locals available on VOD
0: on Monday. On Monday, yeah.
1: The thrill of doing that is amazing because the whole point of low-budget filmmaking is the governor isn't there there's no bosses because they they can't be bothered they can't be bothered
0: did you do Eat local through the usual uh pre-sales and all that kind of thing did you just get some money and
1: no i think that's how exactly how it was i mean rod um smith is my amazing director um amazing producer he he uh he took it on his shoulders to raise the money and promised that we'd come through which we did but it all down to him but I think it was done pretty much in that formulaic way with yeah. pre-sales and based on the people you get involved in the film and
0: what was are you saying what the budget was or is that a
1: it was more than um, it was more than Shifty which was yeah. 100,000 and less than Benjamin Button which was 180 million okay somewhere in between so
0: 105,000 about that yeah about 105 million yeah <laughs> 105 million. Yeah, wow. Nice. Okay. Well, I, uh, I expect sweeping vistas and okay. lots of, uh, multiple locations. Uh, no, no, comment. okay. Uh, um, I enjoyed your work in uh, the Missing recently. That was another thing where that just some for whatever reason because some I don't feel like that was a show that people were really pushing no, at the beginning. It. it just caught, didn't it? it another did. moment where it was like, was it? Did you get a whole new like feeling of like people I think recognition what, or work or?
1: I think. Um, I think because I've, I've managed to not manage that like it's a it's a it's a mission of mine to keep off the telly. But when you make feature films, five percent of the country goes to the cinema once a year. Yeah, right. So
0: your audience—that is a community. depressing uh, tiny, statistic, tiny, isn't it? Tiny, yeah. yeah.
1: So four percent of the population of the people are going to see films more and more. Than, yeah, yeah, right. You know, ninety-five percent don't go at all um, in any given year. But so. The missing was interesting because it really caught people and you know I'm a dad and I've got young kids so me and the missus generally well she says the bins go out more than us you know what I mean but we're sitting on a Friday night watching whatever's on and the missing was on a Friday night and it was about kids going missing and for masochistic reasons that's what parents want I yeah, know no, it's fucked <laughs> up it's like
0: <laughs> that's what? the worst
1: possible scenario
0: let's, let's watch that I know and yet there's like it's like keep giving them what they want because every other deceptive show is about a kid, kid going, going to
1: so what are these people but Why? then again having said that Statham is one of my greatest friends in the world yeah. we had a little chat about this the other day and I was like Jay 80 you percent your films about a kid that goes missing that you rescue and get back to their parents and he went that's not true and I go no 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 it is bruv let's, let's list them all yeah. we went, I went transport one two and three and he went yeah yeah alright okay those three yeah yeah and then we went through a whole lot of, of films I'm like there's something about your children going missing the yeah. guaranteed what is you. it
0: if uh, Statham turns up you'd immediately look around make sure your kid's still around wouldn't yeah. you you'd yeah. be like why is he here Should- yeah. oh you're right well you're that's right. what I'm with the missing yeah
1: I mean, after the missing, I went. I went. Uh, um, <laughs> I was meant to be the policeman finding the kids, and I ended up having an affair with the mother. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we were at. Uh, and you were the. Good we, were guy. the Cutty we were the Kaisak We were the Kaisak And this, when I was with my three-year-old boys, and yeah. they're running around, and this woman goes. I've lost my kid, and you're the last person I
0: want to see. <laughs> <I'm> so sorry, <laughs> I won't kiss you, yeah. Uh, see, it's backfiring. You know, oh. I thought being in a hit was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I was looking at your IMDb, and I, you you've already mentioned how many things you've done, and it was like, fucking hell, you have God, done yeah. a lot, haven't you? Um, but you started with Lovejoy, which I thought was uh, Lovejoy. Was Lovejoy. What are your memories of Lovejoy? <clears throat>
1: Well, I remember with, um, I remember um, the governor,
0: what's he called? uh, Ian McShane, McShane, yeah.
1: I remember sitting with Ian McShane and him going, because he worked with my dad. My dad was, you know, a 60s director and dad worked with Ian McShane loads. And they were pretty much products of the same world. You know, liked drink and a bit of debauchery. And uh, I'm I'm sat with Ian McShane and he goes, oh God, I'm sick of this. I think I'm going to go and see if I can make it in the States. And I looked at him and I went, you've got a face like a blind cobbler's thumb. (laughs) you are 50 plus and you're what? You're going to go to the States. Yeah. Have a go. I uh, uh, I remember on, going, fucking good luck with that. Yeah. Man. Cut to four years later <laughs> and, and I was like, this
0: is <laughs> He's done it.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> What's he called? He I was Edwards. like, mate, you've properly yeah. done it. And I remember, I honestly remember, remember himself, just sitting yeah. there going, I can't believe you're so old and so naive. Yeah. I cannot believe you're going to think you're the thing you're doing that. Yeah. And my brother's like wrong. In fact, he did death, death, match with Statham
0: did he yeah yeah he was that great and Sexy Beast I thought oh. wasn't he yeah Beez- <laughs> he was we brilliant. were
1: talking we were just talked about I, I did this another great um, terrible film called Stonehurst Asylum with the best cast <laughs> yeah. ever heard of I mean literally you could not believe that this film would not be a hit and it was less it was <laughs> unwatchable but Ben Kingsley's in it yeah. Ben Kingsley's obviously you know,
0: yeah, yeah. Be great safe.
1: hero and great veteran actor yeah. and he was doing his thing and I'm lying on the floor dead I've just been killed by Michael Caine I think and I'm lying on the floor and looking up at my head's away from the camera and I'm looking up at Ben Kingsley going that is just sexy but I mean you're brilliant you are absolutely brilliant and when and they went cut they he went Jason would you remain dead please when I'm acting it's very off-putting to see your little eye watching me but you just can't help I could not help watching because since sexy beast he's just everything he does
0: yeah I just think it's phenomenal he is phenomenal yeah it's like my friend of mine worked with him and he said I just don't mind calling him Sir Ben because he's just so bloody good Sir Ben
1: you know what I mean And they always so ask me. Do you actually have
0: to call him yeah. yeah, I have to. You yeah, willingly. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, uh, I, I think they should, re- they should bring back Lovejoy, and maybe you could take, you and then make it darkened, dark and, like, you know, yeah, go then, dark vampires. Then I um, could maybe go and ruin myself in America. after and
1: yeah. Love Lovejoy. Does that work for Lovejoy?
0: Yeah, there you go. So, so listen, in witch, if you need management. my
1: next meeting with Lovejoy. Yeah. What? Tim nice Lovejoy.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to say uh, uh, some other names and hope that you go and meet them no. later well afterwards? No. Like, who do you want to meet? And I'll just say. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we get our guests to uh, to pick a guilty pleasure. It doesn't. It, it either can be something that you like, love, that you know is terrible, or maybe yeah. you think is underrated. Do you have a? Uh, do you have something that you would like to share with us? Yeah, I do. I mean,
1: yeah. let me say first that I spend. F- five and a half months a year in a hotel room alone. Okay. So the alternative... By choice? This is nothing to do with work? <laughs> this, is me. this is me trying to get back into my family. <laughs> so, so I've got two choices. I can either anonymously go out and go to strip joints and take... Yeah. Okay. Why would you do that? Why would I do that? (laughs) Or I can do the right thing and stay in my room and watch stuff that I've downloaded on Mm -hmm. my iPad Whilst sipping Perrier, involving shippers and cocaine. No, no. (laughs) So that's what I do. And what I've got a terrible, terrible addiction to now, which. is my debauchery Nicorette, the phrase we've...
0: We've uh, just coined, yeah.
1: Is anything to do with customs any programme about... ...keeping drugs or human skulls or money out of the country. It could be America, Spain, Australia's particularly good. Yeah? Yeah. Customs US or Customs Australia. And I can watch... There's a show called Customs. Mate, there are shows all of uh, the customs everywhere
0: and what's the like
1: format it's just like following it the starts with, like, officers a officers plane, and it starts the plane landing going in America the customs are the front line against skulls, in, 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 <laughs> skulls. <laughs> and then you get this guy coming into major going no no I packed the bag myself it's slightly racist yeah. that. <laughs> I packed the bag myself no no nothing's inside and they go excuse me sir can I look inside your bag and they open it up and they're wrapped in newspaper are oh, like bird skulls or at worst heroin yeah. or just generally can I just ask why bird what is I, bird skulls come up a lot what is are they valuable yes they can be really yeah. or turtle skulls <laughs> <laughs> if some stuff is, is used for some strange religions, you know, okay. bones and stuff, but they go mad at customs about yeah, that. Yeah. They won't have that. Well, you know when you, oh, f- they don't when have you that. fly to
0: America and they're like, they don't want you bringing food. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Seeds. See, so like,
1: see, nuts skulls see. and yeah, things. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And I watch it, I watch, um, I've I i watched the whole, oh, there's another one. Yeah. Gold mine, USA, or gold mine, Australia, where you've got like proper pikeys who just got like, one of them's just got a metal detector and goes in the outback. And goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He digs up and it goes, it's a big look at the size of that, Sheila. And it's a big rock of gold. And other ones have these big machines that shake the earth. <laughs> and all the dust of the gold comes out.
0: Presumably they've cut <coughs> the highlights. It's not you're not just with a guy for like an right. hour no, no, it's <laughs> just highlights. Yeah, it's good. just nine hours. It's all the good Nine stuff. hours. Yeah. Series, it's the finding three. bits, not the and I'm on series five. <laughs> You've binge watched Gold Hunters
1: binge watched. He knew <laughs> the expression I never said Gold Hunters He knew it was called Gold Hunters
0: Is it called? Hunters. Yeah Gold ah, Hunters. Of course it is Gold The Hunters format USA. is so
1: strong You already know Gold Hunters uh, Australia That's amazing Not so good on Gold Hunters Scotland
0: You know um, Listen we're going to uh, Wrap up You've got a second Piece of music You uh, told us you liked Or your wife told you That you like uh, Which was um, It's Alexandra Desplat. Desplat Yeah
1: Desplat Yeah he did the music For Benjamin Button yeah. And he also. So does the music for my six-year-old twins' favourite program. So he's quite diverse. Yeah. Which is well, because he Troll does, like, hunters Trollhunters. Trollhunters with
0: cartoon. He show. did the Fantastic Mr. Fox soundtrack. So he, d- he can do yeah. proper like yeah, twee stuff, and so uh, and it's from particularly Benjamin Button that you like. Right. Yeah.
1: Because when I play it, it reminds me of when I was surrounded by Oscar winners and not being killed by a doll like I was in the Sea of Chucky. <laughs> And that is, that's a really that's good... That's the bottom to the top. Yeah. I can't tell you who did the music for Cedar Chucky. Put it that way.
0: We can find out. <laughs> but we won't. We won't do that Thank to you. you. Jason, it's been a pleasure. 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 Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Me.
2: If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.